Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Fuck Monday, I know I could get a better job. Resumes going out tomorrow. I said, fuck Monday. Boss said I'm getting in too late. Now I gotta write up in my face. I said, fuck Monday. Co-workers gossiping and lying. No, not today, bitch, you tried it. I said, fuck Monday. Damn, I done been here for a while. This nine to five going out of style. I said, fuck Monday. Welcome to the Fuck Mondays podcast with your hosts, Kiara Lopez and Judah Moscato. You're delayed, but okay. (laughs) Um, So a lot has happened in this last week. And um, my quote of the week is to deny death is to deny life. And I have a second quote because... This one really, it, it, it really reminds me of, you know, when my cousin passed away. So I said, wish, I wish living brought us together like death does. So obviously this week, um, I don't want to make it like a topic, but, you know, we could discuss it because I felt like it was kind of crazy to me how you were discussing death for like the last two podcasts into the new year you losing friends and I think I know that you lost another friend because I seen your sister post about a family that lost their lives in Newburgh um mother father son uh senseless attack and then you know the whole Kobe Bryant situation and his daughter and the seven other lives that have passed away and I don't want to butcher their names out of respect because I do that a lot um but it, it was just a lot to take in I guess for me um I seen your sister post about the family that passed away in Newburgh and that that was a lot and then also like with I guess Kobe, I'm not um I, I I gave my little spiel um on socials but I'm not a, a basketball uh athletic person. I don't give a fuck about sports like that. Basketball is my favorite sport to watch and growing up, um Kobe was my favorite player because of my hormones. Um I was a horny little girl and he was attractive. So to me, but I still uh, understood what Kobe meant. Like, every generation has their player. To me, it's like Michael Jordan, Kobe, and there's LeBron now. And it was just a little bit hard to take in, especially him being a dad, because the first thing you think about is this is a father, was his family on the flight. And, yeah, it was just stuff like that. Um, I like to get into later about the media outlets because that situation was disgusting. But um, I think that as people, we take death very hard because I remember when my cousin passed away, I remember crying at work one day. Like, I couldn't just, 
like speak about her or anything like that. And then I started to think like this person took her life. There's people in this world that leave unwillingly. There's like, how do we keep saying that these people are going to a better place and not celebrating them? So that's how I take death now, as in, I tell my mom all the time, if I die first, I want to party. Um, I want it to be lit, and I don't want none of my haters coming. I don't care. So it's just like, that's what it is for me. So obviously, at first, you're sad. This is a father. You're a parent, and you think about your kid. Um, But after that, it's like, if life wasn't cut short, would uh, or if you didn't die, would life be worth living and it wouldn't. So it's like, that's the point of life for it to end. Because if it didn't end and we just all stayed here forever, life wouldn't be as valuable. Um, you wouldn't try to make as much of your time as possible. So that's just what I had for that. And rest in peace to the, you know, the Bryant family, uh, well, pay respects to the Bryan family and to all the other families that were lost. Um, I literally try to practice, especially like the pilot's name, which was really hard for me, and I still can't really get it. But um, yeah, that is is sad. But I think the best thing to do, not for the family's mourning, because obviously that's your family, you're gonna mourn. But eventually, to celebrate that life, and you know, I know I've seen the family in Newburgh that passed away. Um, it is morning, but eventually celebrate those people's lives as well. Um, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, funny thing that when we had that conversation, um, I went up and, you know, I've been talking about and this is still with a, with a close friend. The, the day that that happened, that was right maybe I want to say like two blocks down from my friend's house that that, that happened to that family because mm-hmm. I was driving up there to, to um, you know driving up to my, my old friend's house not my old friend still my friend but I'm driving up to my friend's house and there was like helicopters there was like 30 cop cars they had blocked off mad shit and I was wondering, like, what the, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, I'll probably find out when I get home. And I found out, you know, like, everything that happened. And I think that very that very morning, that very morning, um, I came home. I went to sleep because that all happened on the same day. It happened Sunday, Sunday morning. Um, I went to sleep and then... My wife wakes me up and she's like, do you know, you know, Kobe passed away in a helicopter? And I'm like, you know, I don't believe nothing until I go to Twitter. Like, that's my news. And literally out of the top trending topics, 24, which and and this is bug because I, I I'm, I'm not one of the conspiracy number persons, but literally 24 out of the 25. Um, and if you don't know 24, that's, that's Kobe's number. 24 out of the top 25 were all about Kobe, and the only other one was about Vanessa. Like, literally, like, all of the other topics were 
Kobe, some variation of R.I.P. Kobe, Kobe, I can't believe, whatever. And then the other one was like Vanessa Bryant. Um, so I knew at that point this was real. And it, it's still it's still like surreal, you know, and you bring up that point that I was saying, like a lot of people, this hit home for a lot of people because Kobe Bryant is their Michael Jordan. Like, is that generation's Michael Jordan from, like, 96 to when he retired? Um, I think it was 2017, I want to say. Yeah, like about three years. I, think. I, can't, I can't really be sure. I, I mean, I should know that. But, um, yeah, he, he's a lot of people's Michael Jordan, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a regular celebrity. Um it's it's probably you know Nipsey Hustle times like two. Not only because they're from the same area, but like Kobe Bryant's like global reach is out of this world. Like you know, what I'm saying he's he was born in Italy. You know, he was like he, I mean, he lived in Italy for a long time, so he has those roots. You know, he's real important in China. He always went over there, so he has those roots. So, like, he is a global icon. Like, there's no two ways about it. But, um, it, like, as far as the death thing, like, you, you hit it right now. I've been talking about that for weeks. Yeah. Um, and I've been saying that, and, you know, it's, it's more poignant now. It's like, you know, you don't know how much time people have. So you should probably give them their flowers. And I think in Kobe's instance, he's got his flowers. Definitely, like, um, he played in the league for 20 years, so he's gotten his flowers, ups and downs and all that. Um, But, like, as far as, like, your own people, I see a lot of people have been, like, coming together and, you know, rekindling old relationships. And that's, that's usually what happens when a celebrity dies. Like, it's just... It hits home a, a little bit different, especially when it when you juxtapose it to like that's it, that was his daughter in the helicopter as well. And I don't know if we're going to talk about this later on. I guess with your news report or whatever, but like the the people that were you know like saying bad stuff about Kobe, like all these other people died. Like so, I don't understand why people were taking it like. Kobe dying is like that means that his daughter and all of that other family deserved to die too. Um, I just thought that was that was fucked up. A lot of people were doing bad reports. A lot of people were trying to clout chase, and that's natural. But I just thought it was fucked up, especially since like other people were involved. It's not like he died in a car crash and that was it. Um, not that it would be any better, but yeah, um, yeah. For me, um, I, I would like to get into that definitely on the the news end of things. But like for me, like I, I guess because I always think that people do take celebrity deaths harder, especially when it's sudden like this. It's not someone like I know we always uh, make jokes on Twitter about like Betty White. But it's like, to me, if she passed away, yeah, I'm going to be sad. But it's like, she's older. She lived the life. And even me explaining it to my son, my son knows who Kobe is, LeBron James, and Michael Jordan. He knows all three. 
and my son and I told my son he was only 41 and my son thinks that that's old so to him it wasn't a problem he said I feel bad that his daughter died um and it's because my son thinks his grandmother who's 44 is old and it's just like she's not old that's actually like a pretty young age to die and not live uh long so my son really felt bad for the children that were on there so it's like to him he doesn't understand to him he doesn't understand the the age but um like for me it's like i rooted for this man yes i was a horny teen but when basketball was on and my brother was rooting for lebron james with all my heart i was rooting for kobe i was um i i I, me and my brother always had this thing that if he if i he liked somebody i rooted against them with someone else and it was just like he liked Drake. I liked J. Cole. He he liked uh, LeBron James with all his life. And I liked Kobe. Not for the same reasons. My brother loved LeBron because he can play. And I was just a horny teenager. So, um, like, for me, it did mean something in my childhood, even though to me it was like nothing. And then for that person to pass away, you kind of think about, like, how ridiculous I was as a child <laughs> because... If I just like someone, I'm going to root for them. Even if I don't personally understand that they're good, I just know they win rings. So it's like, why well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not, I'm not going to root for the the winner. Um, so, yeah, that, that for me, it felt like it just made me think about my childhood. And obviously, like, my brother is really, like, deep in love with basketball. And to talk to him and see how hurt he was. And he wasn't, like, you know, the biggest Kobe fan. Obviously, respect to him, but he wasn't the biggest Kobe fan. So it, it was just a lot. And if you want, we could transition into that after you do your affirmation, if you have one. Um... No, I guess, like, um, I, I know a lot of people were trying to, like, use this as a way to to be negative. But, you know, I just want to re- reiterate that, you know, as far as the affirmation section, I feel like it's just you should not only give people flowers. Uh- what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Um, when they're alive. Um, and also, you shouldn't... You shouldn't wait till somebody is is uh has died or passed to you know like reconcile with them. Sorry, I had to step outside for a second. It's okay. Um, yeah, you don't have to wait to you know reconcile. And I think we've talked about this before. We'll be, you know, we talk about like forgiving people for transgression. It's not really for them. Like it's for you. You know, like you don't have to treat it like you don't have to treat it like oh, I'm forgiving this person, and you know whether they deserve it or not. Because it's really not about that. It's about you being able to, you know, get past it and get over it, and. Um, but if somebody dies and then you come to that conclusion, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, however you get to the conclusion, 
it's how you get to the conclusion. So if you want to forgive somebody, because a lot of I saw a lot of this online, where a lot of people were like, "Yo," even like Fifty said, he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna stop arguing with people." You know, I'm gonna change. I'll give him you know, a hug. Interact with people. <laughs> I'll give him a week. Huh? I said I'll give him a week. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, but then then again, you don't know because that that is 50 cent like people don't understand how you know 50 cent that's again that's his Michael Jordan mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like and he and he knew Kobe and I think anybody who's a businessman or a mogul or whatever you respect Kobe because of his work ethic and the the, the amount of work that he put into things so that might hit you hard. That might hit 50 Cent harder than somebody else passing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know. And everybody has their person also. Like, it might not be your your cousin. It might not be your brother even, but it might be your dad. Like, or it might not be your dad as much. It might be your uncle. Like, so everybody has that person. So I would... Like I've said multiple times, give people their flowers and, you know, forgive people and let it let shit go. Let it go, because you don't know how long you got on this earth. So you should probably let a lot of that shit that you have go. And a lot of people can't do that. And unfortunately, they wait until somebody dies. And I'm not that type of person. Yeah, well, I've always I, said that. I, I never want to wait for somebody to die to appreciate them. I agree with you, and I guess I disagree with you, sort of, because um, in my family, uh, a few years ago, as we all know, my cousin passed away of suicide, and me and my cousin were not on speaking terms over something very petty and stupid. And me and her, obviously, because if we really felt it was that serious, we still wouldn't be speaking today. So we speak now. Shout out to her. I love her. I speak to her all the time. She is... Um, we're not like the bestest of friends, but it's like I I look at her as someone like I can call just to speak to. Um, me and her hang out. We've always been two peas in a pod, so it's like we love drinking together. We you know we do things together, and I needed that. I needed someone in my family I could do those things with. Um, because I really didn't associate that much with my family like that because it's not really much of them I have in common with. I also saw a tweet, and I said I agree with this too. That's why I'm saying I don't agree with you fully. That if you know that there's someone toxic it, it and you feel that it's not going to be a betterment of you, you don't need to bring that back in your life just because you're hit hard by death. Um, if it takes death for you to speak to them a little bit, but don't bring toxicity to your life knowing that it's not gonna get good so i i would agree with you if it's something stupid petty and you guys can grow from it grow but if you know that person isn't good for your life and they're bringing that negativity to you leave them there pray for them at a distance or if you feel like speaking to them just you know protect your energy as well just because of death doesn't mean you should you know invite people in that are going to do you harm so i agree with you halfway well, let, well, let me, uh, well no let me let me be clear with that is and i agree with that 100 percent. and i wasn't i wasn't saying that um you should let bad people back into your life what i what i was saying was that you should 
you should forgive people because, you know, it's not for them. That doesn't mean yeah. that if somebody's a manipulator, an abuser, or something that when somebody dies and hits you hard and you miss that person, that you bring that person back into your life. Absolutely not. Yeah. But there's a you there's a way that you can drop and and um, you know we didn't get into what was going on, um, but I, I have several situations currently going on where I have a long a long time friend. Um, and that's the person I was doing business deals with and we have veered off into different directions and I have love for this person this this person kind of disappointed me you know kind of hurt me in, in a personal manner um, but I don't have any I don't have any hatred towards that person and I could understand and it, it, the day that we ended our our official business relationship, because I've been I've been going on with this for like a month, uh, or months, or whatever, is the day Kobe died. Like literally that morning, when I was taking care of my business, ending that situation, Kobe was on the helicopter, and about to die. So, even with that, I understand that. There's no hatred towards this person. I don't feel any hatred towards that person. Um, and anybody that feels a way towards me in this whole process, I don't blame them, and I don't feel any hatred towards those people because I know how precious life is, and I know that I could be gone in a second or they could be gone in a second. I don't want to hold on to any of that um, that anger or that animosity or that disappointment. So I can love them from afar. I don't wish anything bad to them. I hope they succeed, but we're not on the same page and we've gone different directions. So that's different from being like, okay, well, Kobe died, so now we got to be friends again. No, that's not how that works. Like you said, you got to protect your energy. Gotta protect the people around you. No, I just I just um, seen a lot of that on Twitter where people were, you know, spewing that and I, and then someone said, Hey, I'm I'm gonna protect my energy. So I wanna make that very clear that yes, um forgiving people is is good for your own soul. Um, doesn't mean you have to accept them in your life and I like that you cleared that up because um absolutely, absolutely. I, I just seen a lot you know, of toxicity on my timeline and I thought it was wild. Um yeah. So I I do want to I didn't really want to get into the whole media thing I don't want to give it attention I'll say my story of how I found out I was home, um I was cleaning I had like you know groceries I just had things to do, and you know I I started school on Monday so I knew my schedule was gonna be very hectic so when I got home I was like exhausted tired, and before I went out to do these errands I seen. Uh, someone I know personally on Twitter post a headline that said Kobe Bryant's dead and I didn't believe it I didn't believe it it was there was nothing trending or nothing like that I just didn't believe it because you know those little pranks call like he could have been in that helicopter and it maybe didn't crash or maybe they got into an accident I just think it's a lot of jumping to go first instead of getting the facts straight because even as you find out that it's true you still think it's not because they have the wrong number of deaths they have you know the wrong people they said his whole family was on that and I literally started bawling but then at the same time I told myself okay I was like wait 
give it to the end of the day and they have the facts and the police make a statement because it's just people rushing for clickbait. And so that's how I felt about that. I just waited. I was like in denial, in denial. And then it was like, like you said, trending, literally everything. And it was just like, oh, shit, like what the fuck is going on? And then you get the whole wrong number of people, his family. It was just like, those things are disgusting. And I put up a clip of Denzel Washington saying, like, you know, I should actually play the clip. Let me see if I have it. Um, Towards the media. I think I know. Yeah, I posted it because it was just, like, really disturbing how no one wants to get the information correct. You're just rushing to say it first um so i guess i'll play the clip what is the long-term effect of too much information one of the effects is the need to be first not even to be true anymore so what a responsibility you all have to be to tell the truth not just to be first but to tell the truth we live in a society now where it's just first. Who cares? Get it out there. We don't care who it hurts. We don't care who we destroy. We don't care if it's true. Just say it. Sell it. And that clip, I think I've had in my phone. Anytime something happens, I post that clip because it's going to always be re- relevant when people just want to be first. Like, it, to me, it was just disgusting. And then to go into what you said with the woman that posted something that to me is so irrelevant. That's like when people were posting and Nipsey passes away and he's a gang member. What the hell does that have to do with this? Like this man passed away. We're not talking about a Ted Bundy. We're not talking about like a sociopath. I understand that things happened and mistakes were made but it wasn't the time if you really want to talk and go down his history when you you write an article and say hey this was a situation that happened and like from what i see is that if that is true if it wasn't true whatever it was he definitely grew from that mistake like i'm not gonna i I feel like a lot of times people try to pretend like they live this perfect life that they don't like i i know i've like i know people that have done things to me that i will never speak to in life and they could become a great person i'm not gonna go bash that person i don't mess with them i will keep that to myself they're dead so it's just like a whole respect thing that is unnecessary like like I knew it was gonna happen something told me but I'm gonna be honest throughout the day all I saw were these amazing videos of just appreciation for this man and then that it was just like boom boom you even had a video where they're commemorating Kobe Bryant and at this point it's intentional they had LeBron James clips going and it was just like in a Lakers jersey and it's just like dude really like it was just disrespect sprinkled into this amazing appreciation that I saw on social media. So um, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Um, I think people like there's nothing you could do anymore about it. But don't jump to these headlines. Wait to get all the facts and 
Um, yeah, because it was just bad. Like, the amount of things I've seen that were incorrect, the amount of, like, just disrespect, especially from white media outlets, was disgusting. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all I got. I mean, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard that Denzel Washington quote a lot of times. Um, I, I 100% agree with that sentiment. And, you know, we could probably do a whole podcast on on the media or how fucked up that is. Um, but more importantly, I think the whole, the whole uh, sexual assault rape angle. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, me personally, I feel, and, I, and I, I'm not a, a big proponent of there's a time and a place because I feel like there's never the there's never a wrong time to do the right thing however I only say this because there were other people involved there was there was other kids involved that that passed away there were other family members that passed away so this wasn't just about Kobe and I feel like that changes my whole because Unfortunately, we can't separate that from the man that we know because that happened. We don't know what happened, but that happened. So anybody who thought that if Kobe passes, that's not going to get brought up is just naive because that that part, that was a huge part. And we didn't have social media back then. If we did, it would have been a lot bigger than it was, but it kind of got swept under the rug. And honestly, that case hasn't really been resolved in a way that anybody could say one way or another whether it happened or not. Only two, only two people would know that is the two people who were in that hotel room. So that's all I have to say about the actual case. But I do I did not like the feminist coming out and saying he's a piece of shit and people you know what I'm saying using this as a way to, like, bring up survivors and all that other stuff. I thought all of that stuff was corny because he's been doing stuff in the media post, like, retirement. Like, they've had he had a whole retirement tour. Um, y'all didn't bring it up. I mean, some people brought it up, but it, y'all didn't bring it up like this. When he was getting awards for Oscars and all that other stuff, y'all said something, but y'all didn't really fuss about it too much. So then when he dies, now you want to 
you want to make opinion pieces and you want to do articles, I think that was corny. And I don't think that helps survivors at all, you know, because of the way he died and who he died with. If he died by himself, I probably wouldn't have that much of an issue with it because that's him as a person. Like, you have to take the good with the bad. But his daughter died. His daughter's, you know, teammate died. Other people in the helicopter died. The pilot died. Like, the whole world is mourning this person, and then you're, then you're going to throw your little, oh, but, so, you, you know, they're basically doing the, uh, the all lives matter thing with, with, when it comes to, like, survivors. It's like, oh, well, survivors matter too. And it's like, but that's not what this is about. This isn't about his sexual assault, his rape charge. Like, it's about somebody dying young and also dying with their child and all of these other people that are, are mourning. Like, so I, to me personally, there is a time to get into Kobe's, you know, past and what happened into that hotel room. But I hate to say it because I hate using this, but I don't think it was the it was the. It's a dream song. I forgot. But I wasn't a fan of him. I didn't like or dislike him. But I didn't feel like I need to sit there and be like, I don't know his songs. Or, like, I just see a lot of that. Like, I feel like people just want to be heard and want something to say. Like, I got comments. But sometimes I like to just see what happens on social media, read both sides or see what both sides are saying. And it's like, oh, this person made a good point. This person made good points. Or they both sound dumb, whatever it is. But it's like, to me, there's just something for me personally, I'll say that it's just a respect thing for me that if I do not mess with you in in um, life, when you die, there's n- I don't need to sit there and say anything. And if eventually, like I'm saying for me, it would be a time thing. Like if I sat there and had to write an article about Kobe, obviously you have to mention that. But then you also have to mention that no one knows what happened um there's been a a lot of of issues with athletes and quote-unquote white women that go through these things and like there's so much more detail that I would have to mention on both sides for an argument I can't just sit there and say this happens because that's just a thing now they run with it with no facts just like I can't like we're always so quick to believe the accuser and then it sometimes turns out that that accuser is lying. We never apologize to that person that was accused. Never. I never see that. I never see that accuser prosecuted for lying. I think that should be a thing. If you get caught lying, like, th- they do it because not. I'm not saying, like, I, I want to be very clear. Um, victims are victims. Accusers are, to me, people that aren't victims. They make up these stories. So when these people that want uh, want to jump on the bandwagon of a victim, these people are messing it up for people. And if there was actually, like, a, a law that says, hey, if you lie on someone, you go to jail, I think only victims would come out. But that's just my personal belief. I think that... Um, So that's why I feel, yes, you could write about it, but you would have to write about it in a way that you're going to tell both sides of the story. And I don't believe anybody wants to do that because they they love this, the the Me Too movement, um, which I think is becoming toxic and becoming a type of cancel culture. Um, 
they don't want that. And I think that that's just as wrong. But, yeah, yeah I mean, me. like, like I, 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 and I, again, you know what I'm saying, I, I'm going back and forth with this because, you know, I don't, I don't want it to seem like, you know, victim shaming or you don't listen to accusers because they, they, athletes have a problem with this. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think it's turned a lot of times, especially over the years before we had social media, it turned into a lot of automatically, oh, these these women are gold diggers. And that kind of brushes over the, the stuff that has happened to them. Because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure a lot of athletes, especially high athletes, have probably raped somebody. And when, when you say, when it's like rape, we always think of it as some like forcible thing. Like, there are all different types of, of rapes. Like, there is a situation that you might find yourself in where you just concede to the whole event. You didn't really consent to it, but you conceded to the whole event because you wanted to escape. You just wanted to, you're just going to let whatever happen to you so you can get to the next, you know, instance where you can be alive, so to speak. Yeah, because um, so I, I've, I've... That could have been a situation. Yeah, I... We don't know. I, don't I've know. been in that that's the, situation. That's the most important thing we're talking about. I've been in that situation. I think that last week I was almost in that situation where my friend dared me to kiss a guy that I didn't like. She dared me to kiss him. And I said, um, I told her to kiss my friend and let's go. And she said, if you kiss him, I'll do it. So I kissed the guy, slobber him down. And then I get back in the car, lock the door. And he puts his hand through the window, opens the door and gets in. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. I was in the car by myself. So I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I can sit there and be nice. And then make my friends get in the car because they have no idea my friend's windows are tinted. And I was just like, uh, but I maneuver that situation where I don't feel uncomfortable. But it's like that's still the situation, because if I wanted to kiss you, I would have stayed where we were at. And I already kissed you. But for you to get in the car, knowing you're knocking on the door and I'm not opening it. And I didn't realize that one of the windows were um, cracked. This happens to girls all the time. And guys just like to me it's nothing because i feel like i handle the situation that works for me but that's just me other people feel uncomfortable with that and then once a girl feels uncomfortable you shouldn't do it at all but it's like i don't even think guys think about that i don't think that guy thought what he was doing was wrong or that i felt that i had to maneuver in a way to make sure i got out of the situation how i wanted to get out the situation and then had the nerve to text me the next day and had to tell him, like, dude, I'm not interested. But that's just me. I guess I handle situations much differently. But it's like when I told my like when I told uh, had to speak to my friends, they see it as like nuts. And I'm just like, I guess I don't see it that way because I'm every time I go out, that's probably going to be the situation. And I got to maneuver my way out that situation. I'm not trying to sit here and tell guys like, yo, you maneuver in this way. And because to them, it's like me sitting there and saying rapey. Oh, them niggas have heart attacks. I've said I've called the nigga rapey because he gave me rapey weird vibes. And that was just as hard to explain to him. Right. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too in the weeds of consent because that's another 
that's another episode, another podcast. And I feel yeah. like we've talked about cassette before on here. Um, I, what I would say was, I don't know. I don't know what happened in that situation. It, it was shaky. It's shaky at best. At the same time, though, like, I don't think, just like, I can't police how people feel about survivors. I, I can't poli- police how people feel about suicide. The, the reverse is also true. If you're a survivor and, you know, you're a survivor and that has, unless you're the survivor of Kobe Bryant, that really has nothing to do with you. And I under, and, and I, I'm saying this because I understand that it can be triggering to you, but you also have to understand that a global, globally, he was revered and loved. So it's not going to come off the way you think it's going to come off. That's just the facts. It might be triggering to you as a survivor, and it might bring up things that happened to you in the past, but he's also a father. He's also somebody who helps kids a lot. He's also somebody who's affected people all over the world, and they don't feel the way you do. So you can't police how other people feel about a situation that they were not involved in. Everybody wasn't in that hotel room. His kids definitely weren't in that hotel room. His wife wasn't in that hotel room. So at, at one point, I understand how survivors feel, but they also have to be a little realistic in this situation. Kobe Bryant, like, when Weinstein dies, we're not going to have this. When, when Bill Cosby dies, we're not going to have this. When R. Kelly dies, we might have some of this, but we're not going to have this this global this global thing so like it's not like we're celebrating a Weinstein and he died like Weinstein is a piece of shit that nobody likes so I think we should just be careful you know we should be careful about how people are mourning like you gotta let people mourn the dead if that's how they feel if they want to tell happy stories about Kobe Bryant like that's their right because that's all they know they don't know what happened in Colorado like so I think we just have to be fair but I do uh, but I you know I preface all of that by saying I understand how survivors feel um I understand that your voice probably is gonna be muted but it's gonna be muted nobody's gonna listen to your story when somebody like this has passed away. Now, when Weinstein passes away, you, all the survivors, y'all going to have trending topics out the ass. When Bill Cosby dies, let's all of the see. Me Too people, let's, they're going to be let's, celebrated. Let's see. Same thing with R. Kelly. But. Let's see, because I really feel so, like it's it, because people, I, I think it's just a little bit... Um, I, I like to see what happens with Harvey Weinstein. That's all I'm gonna say when he dies. Um, let's twist topics. Um, and okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rest in peace to every life that was lost. Newburgh in um, this helicopter accident. Um, pray for their families. And that's all I got to say. Um, so the Grammys. I didn't watch it. I stopped watching award shows. I used to be really big into award shows when I was a kid. I used to just love to see the red carpet. I used to love seeing, like, to me, performances where everything, I just don't care anymore. Um, Now that I've grown up and I know what these awards are and how it works, I used to think it was, like, some critically acclaimed amazing. And when my artist didn't win, I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. And now I understand that it's bullshit. So, obviously, the Grammys, the only thing I I saw, I didn't even see a performance on YouTube, um, was Tyler's speech on Twitter. I seen it, and I thought it was an amazing... He appreciated it. I mean, not his speech, his his post or after the award show speech. I loved his speech because, obviously, he... Every probably issue we have with award shows, he spoke up for, which is that the award shows use the word urban as a nice way to say the n-word um and he made a unique album that's being unappreciated and being categorized and he won a rap album and it's mostly i'll say about 80 percent not rap um i love that album and it's beautiful i listen to it a lot but it's not a rap album so i just um you know for artists um who might listen to this podcast like those awards don't matter and I was an advocate like J. Cole fan that wanted him to win so badly like I just wanted that for him many years ago and when I realized he didn't care about it and I understood what it meant I stopped caring about it and like I always want my favorite artists to get appreciated by the masses so it's like for J. Cole for all these years to me that has made amazing music to not win I was always like what the fuck like what what is this and now for him not to care um even before he stopped caring I started to realize what it was and I was like well if my favorite artist doesn't want it then why why do I want this so bad for them so it was pretty like I guess a, a great um for me when I didn't feel like I had to keep yelling at award shows for my favorite artists. <laughs> it was just like, I love this artist's music. I buy the music. When it comes out, I go to their shows. That's it. So he wins a Grammy, and you would think that maybe I would get excited, and I didn't. I didn't care. And when Tyler won, I knew Tyler was winning because it was the best album of the category, but I did not think it was the best rap album of the category. So I knew he was just going to get it because these people are clueless. So I just, I, I guess I don't have anything I care to say. It's just that if you didn't hear that speech, you should definitely go listen to it and then understand why that doesn't matter. Make music you love, and that's it. You know, I've been on these, I hate all these award shows. Like every single one of them, I, I, I don't watch them. I used to hate watching them as a kid, and I hate them now. And me, to me, I'm I'm actually tired of of black people talking about this. Like, stop going to the Grammys. Like, stop thinking that these people 
you know, I'm gonna put you in the pop category where where his album should have been mm-hmm. because it's not a rap album. Like, you know, Meek should have probably won the Grammy for best rap album. That's who I wanted uh, to win. I don't, I don't think it was close, but you know, they don't care. And they don't care about Diddy going on the show. I know we're going to talk about it. They don't care about Diddy going up there and talking about... Because it's not for us. It's not for us. It's not by us. Stop complaining about shit that y'all ain't trying to create, though. Now, I do appreciate Diddy going up there you know, and saying, like, y'all, y'all on a time limit. But are you actually going to do something? Um, you know, because that's I don't care transition. about the Grammys. But if, if y'all want to come up with the Yonsei's... I'll support it if it's black people doing it and not the BET Awards because a white person owns BET. And, you know what I'm saying? Not the soul train, like something more, something more Oscar Grammy-ish, but for black people and their art and appreciating their, you know, their uh, representation and, and their artistry. Like, I don't understand why y'all mad about the Grammys every year. Y'all do this every year, and y'all do it in the Oscars, and y'all do it in the Golden Globes, and it's like, you didn't create it, it's not for you, they begrudgingly give you these awards, and, and then they, it's, and I, I agree with Tyler, it is kind of like a slap in the face. We're not going to put you in the pop category where you probably should be in. We're going to put you in the rap category. That, that means you didn't listen to the album at all. Like, it's not a rap album. Yeah. But you know that's my real. I'm I'm tired of uh, I'm tired of us. Go- I'm tired of them uh, freaking showing Beyonce and Jay Z, and I, and I don't understand why they keep going. I really don't. Well, the, why do I, keep what, showing up to this shit? Well, the thing you're talking about, they didn't go to the awards show. The thing you're talking about with Diddy, which leads to the next topic, is okay. So what they do a day before, which I know that Jay-Z has been honored with this award and maybe Beyonce has too, I have no idea, but I think it's a Grammy Icon Mogul Award. So that's the speech where Diddy was talking. Um, and Diddy gave a spiel about black excellence and the time limits and all this stuff. And not too many days later, um, that's, that's where, um, Beyonce and Jay-Z were. They didn't go to the actual award. Um, but that's uh a few days later mace gave a speech said uh on instagram saying hey you're spewing all this black excellence and not being fucked over by labels and yada 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 where's my money (laughs) um and i really want to talk about before we we get into that Mm -hmm. i i feel like that's what Mace is talking about because I, I actually saw the interview and listened to him. What Mace is talking about, I feel like it's two different things. Like, well, did he pointing out th- that the Grammys, you know, has historically ignored black people in black categories is separate from he's a shitty business person. Like, even though Mace is correct, like, you can't be finger wagging another person. I, I think we're talking about the different thing. Wait, what are you because, talking about? Because the speech about? the speech said about the awards, but he also did talk about um, artists and, you know, ha- having better, like, a repertoire with labels and the Grammys, having, you know, a board. Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably not this. Because I, I, you said an interview. I didn't see an interview. Yeah, he had an interview where he was basically... When? saying the same thing like, oh. you know he says p diddy 
lot of like virtual signaling and being like, yo, we need to have black excellence, but then you robbed every single one of your artists. Uh, which I agree, and, but, but I was just saying, just to close out the Grammy part, because we're mm-hmm. going to get into that, but the Diddy is correct. And I feel like you should put the Grammys and all these other award shows on notice and, and, and but, but actually do action. Like, stop showing up to this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, stop showing up. Stop accepting these awards. And then maybe you'll see some change and then they'll start working or whatever. So this part of the, the Mace thing, I, I, I was agreeing with uh, P. Diddy. So let's get to the Mace part about it. Because the Mace part about it, I'm 100% on Mace's side on this one. Okay, so I just want to get into a little backstory of what happened today. So the Joe Budden podcast obviously spoke about this, and they brought up trying to compare Pharrell and Khalees, and um, uh, Pharrell and Khalees' issue. Like, he basically, I don't know if you listened to it today, but basically it was like, hey, why no one coming for Pharrell like they come for Diddy? Obviously, Joe Budden capes for Diddy. That's his boss, which I understand that. So I'm going to shoot him bail because I'm not going to talk about a nigga that writes my check. Um, I'm not going to go after him like I do everybody else because obviously he writes my check. That's the problem when you're not always your boss for every situation. But you always you have business deals with people. You have relationships with people where that also applies so i understand that because let's say if it was you you're to me like we're right now we're doing this together and someone sits there and is bashing you or something like that i can't sit there and go i'm gonna bash you in front of other people because i don't agree with you it's like no i work with this person that's not possible we could talk in private about something but that's it because I have a relationship with you that far goes beyond just trying to get clicks. So I understand that. So I just made a comment to Joe about, you know, the difference is that Pharrell is not going on a black excellence tour. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, I thought it glitched or something. <laughs> so I I said that and then he replied back to me saying like, well, I just don't understand why Diddy is the poster child for this when it's everybody doing it. And I didn't say anything. And then I seen like people arguing with Joe, <laughs> mad people. Um, I, I didn't pay attention to my phone for a while, came back and I just seen a whole bunch of comments towards him. Um, also, I'm tagged in it. So I see it. And all I said is, Joe, I'm not even going to, like, go argue with you with these people because I want an internship. So I made a joke just going off what he was saying because it's true. When you're trying to build relationships with people, you can't bash them. And what I agree with Mace about is that obviously he's in a financially better place, as he stated, that our friendship, our relationship doesn't matter to me as much as my respect and my money does because you were allowed to play these games for, with my situation for so long that he, I like that he said that. I didn't want it to be like I'm coming because I'm broke. I'm doing this because you keep talking about doing the right thing and I've been to the Revolt Summit and it was talking about ownership. It was talking about all these things that you necessarily don't relay that to Diddy doing that for other artists. So 
I agree with Mace. I'm on Mace's side as well. Um, I just want to say that we we kind of look at it as a one-sided thing because from a business perspective, as they were talking about on the podcast, I understood that. I understood that you got to make your money back, you got to pay employees, and you're trying to become rich. But you can't go on this tour of black excellence and making sure we own things. You got to handle, you got to make sure your business is in order before you preach to me about doing it the right way. Because you didn't go about it the right way to get to where you're at. You're going about it now that you are where you're at. So, I agree with Mason. (laughs) There's several, I agree with Mason also, there's several things at play here. For one, this is the problem that I always have when we talk about these celebrities and we always boost these celebrities, like we're not separate. And and I know this even more now because I'm a businessman. And again, I bring it back to my own situation. I, I had a friend that we started business together, right? We started business together. We, we made, we made a business deal, not on paper, but through word. You know what I'm saying? We were going to look out for each other. I looked out for this person. The business changed, and this person didn't like the business changing, right? But, and and there's a factor that comes in that we're obviously boys, and we're supposed to be helping each other out. But business is business. And this is what, you, what everybody has to learn. These are not people like you and me. And even if they are, this is a business. The, the, rap, the rap industry, the music industry is a business first and foremost. And we're going to talk about Khalees in a second. When you approach things business-wise, you can't be hurt because you understand. If you listen to your four, you read your four agreements, you understand that you can't take none of this shit personally. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody's looking out for themselves because that's the world that we live in. So as a bit for in a business sense, I don't really have an issue with what P Diddy and Jay-Z and all because they all robbing people. They're all robbing people. You cannot be a billionaire without robbing people. You cannot be a multimillionaire without stepping over people. It's very hard to do that. So this idea that we got to hold Jay-Z to a high standard is the same thing with the NFL shit. And we got to hold P. Diddy to this standard. I don't hold none of them niggas. Those niggas is businessmen. They cut throat. They've been robbing niggas since, since I've gotten into hip-hop. 
They've been robbing every single person that's not around them is broke or has stories about how Jay-Z left them or P. Diddy left them or P. Diddy took the money or took the publishing. Like, this shit ain't new because it's May saying it. And, I, and I, you know, I actually feel like because it's May saying it and because he's he's more financially, like, up there as opposed to all these other cats that we always hear about that they, they always just seem broke so they word just gets thrown out like we know Mace got money so we believe it but yeah Pete Diddy been robbing niggas bet like think about like the, the situation with the locks like he they took forever to get out of that that bad boy contract like this is what Pete Diddy does yeah like, so but I, I just like Joe's I like Joe's point that well you said it too like it, it, it is a business, but I, I won't lie that Diddy is the poster child for robbing people. Even if everyone does it, for some reason he is pointed out. And I would say now Birdman between the last couple years. Those are the two people that people look at. People don't look at all the other black people that are artists that are um, have signed artists. Like even Timberland. I think he did something snake to Tink. And I love Tink and I thought she was going to be popping and she got out of there but it's like it's the same thing i think his just his point is that like you said it's not just it is we put these people on a a pedestal and i would say like i love jay-z i do put him at a pedestal because i admire his work and even though i do feel like some snake things happen do i feel like he completely took everything from everybody did he just drop everybody off the face or like no there's plenty of people that he put on and helped them get somewhere too so i won't sit, sit there and discredit him completely um but yeah they're all businessmen it's just that that was i think the point was it's not just diddy and we keep making it look like it's just one or two people and it's many that's the it's the end it's it's business in in general, you're not you're not going to find a multi-million dollar business that hasn't snaked people, that hasn't that people haven't got left out in the cold, that people haven't put your heart. Matter, they do it to us all of the time. How many times have you gone to a job, you've put your all into that job, and they laid you off? How do you think they make money? How like we do, matter of fact, we do it every holiday, every holiday season. We get. Thousands upon thousands of people, probably millions of people, who are basically like temp workers, and they bust their ass all holiday season, and then the corporation lays them off. Like, because it's a business. Like, and I feel like that's the problem that we fail to realize. We think that every, we think that all of these people are going to look out for the best interest of you. Like, you being the artist, right? But no, they're looking after the best interest of their family and their business. Yeah. And I feel like the moment that you understand that, and I don't think Khalees understood this, the moment that you understand that the mo- is the moment that you do better business. Like, But and, you see and, the uh, difference, right? Honestly, Dame has been talking about this for mad long. But you see the difference, right? Look how... Like, I felt like with the Diddy thing, it was, like, everywhere. And with the cleats, I seen posts by all the, you know, the socials, the, the those media socials. 
But I barely heard anyone talk about it. And I think it's because people don't think she has the money that she has. If she does have money. And then she's also uh, bunching it up with another rapper um, with her ex-husband that she has an issue with. So it's like, it is, I, I don't know what it is. Why they she's call her crazy. I, I don't think you know that, they call her crazy. I don't think that she's, I don't think that she's crazy. And this is someone that named their child after this man. I don't know your situation. I, I don't, I don't know. And do I feel like in some situations you might have handled things wrong? Because maybe I would have handled, I, I can't, I can't keep comparing people to me, but I was like, ah, maybe I would have handled that situation like that. But that's me. But for me, it, it is that I, I, it was just like, that's just what I've been thinking about. Why is it that Diddy is just Diddy, Diddy, Diddy? And I also think that because these people don't speak or give her the attention, which is Pharrell and her ex-husband Nas, I think that's another thing. Because Diddy talks so vocally about these things. That's what I was trying to explain to people on Twitter is that Diddy goes about a black excellence rant. And then he's going to get called out by somebody for not preaching what he's speaking. And Pharrell doesn't say anything. And Nas doesn't say anything. This is the part part where I disagree. Only because... That is the business. The music industry was created off of snaking people. No, no, no. And I'm Diddy saying that, got snaked. No, I'm saying that. I under, Diddy got snaked. I'm saying that. Time. I understand that. I'm saying why it, it, the publicity wise. Why is it not? Why is it that like we target Birdman and Diddy? I'm saying that it's happening to everybody. Because when you talk about the when you talk about the top moguls in the in the rap industry. Diddy is probably one or two. Yeah. Like, you know, and pro- and I would probably say I would probably say one because he's been doing it longer. He's been doing it longer than Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? So, he he's had even more time to snake people. <laughs> like this is what the industry was created. Everybody before the the person before they became a mogul, they got snaked. Diddy got snaked out of deals, Jay-Z got snaked out of deals, Birdman got somewhat snaked out of deals the only person that i know that you know has kind of like everybody talks about him and never talks about you know his business practice is master p like master p kind of made sure everybody got money like i've to this day i haven't heard one person say yo master p you know he ain't give me this this check or whatever but all the other artists like Ludacris, ti um Dr. Dre has had issues. Eminem has had issues. Um, Little Wayne has had issues. Like, that's the the industry that's built. The industry has been built on. Let's find some up and coming talent that's really good. They're good writers. They're good artists. They they you know what I'm saying. And let's get them um, when they don't know any better. And let's take some of their publishing. And we're gonna say that oh, because I I made I stood next to them, I made them hot, that I don't have to give them publishing. That's what the business has been created on. So so when we get to these these like moral high grounds of, of who's better and who's not, like that's the business. That's the business. The only difference I feel like in these situations is that Mace and P Diddy have a personal relationship. 
and that makes it different. And that that's the other thing that that's, people that's, on Twitter were saying. <laughs> yeah, people were Twitter on saying is that sometimes and I and Kali said the same thing, you know, she thought her and Pharrell were like friends. So people sometimes put the trust in the wrong people, but when it comes to business, always get your own lawyer. Um, I know I always hear the story of, yeah, I had a lawyer, but they're the label's lawyer or they're they belong to the person that signed me lawyer. Like, no, get your own personal lawyer, someone that is going to look out for you. That is like the most important thing. Um, my mother is always um, she always instills in me that uh, when my mother's very business savvy, smart woman. And even like um, the next topic I like to talk about, um, like doing my taxes, like she taught me, not really taught me, but basically told me, do your own fucking taxes. Why the fuck are you paying someone three, four hundred dollars to do your taxes for you? Something that you can literally type in and do yourself and it gives you directions. So, um, yeah, get your own lawyer, especially for artists. That's very important. So, yeah. I mean, but that that but see that's the thing that goes with almost everything. Like people have to recognize the bias and recognize it's not just it's not just lawyers. It's every situation. It's like people will you know go to HR at your job, um, and you think H and then HR will sit down to you and they they'll say stuff like oh you know we're a family and you know we could handle this. HR's job is to mitigate lawsuits. That's HR's job. They are employed by the employer. So if you think HR is on your side, they are not. They are not on your side. That's business, though. And, I, and I've had to learn that. We've both had to learn that. Yeah. We had to learn that, that lesson, that you have to recognize people's bias. So, you know, when you're talking about, you know, Joe Budden and, and you're like, you know what I'm saying, he has a bias to Diddy. Absolutely. He absolutely has a bias to Diddy because they have a working relationship and him going out the window and saying, yeah, Diddy's a snake. That's not going to happen. We know that. Yeah, we it's just that, like a lot of people so, expected like, that. Like, obviously, I respect him to be honest, tell the truth without being disrespectful because obviously you work for this man. But it's just like a lot of people, like the way he talks to M and the way he talks to um, Paul Rosenberg is like that's a different relationship. He doesn't work for those. When he was working there, even if he would make a diss track, he wasn't going off on them. And now he has a platform where he feels some type of way with what happened. And I'm assuming that he has learned. He has his own lawyers. He has his own team. That he's making sure he's getting paid his money worth at Revolt. So why am I going to disrespect that situation that it's benefiting me? And I and I know that I know my worth now. So I'm going to get my money. So it's like. I, I just that I didn't understand from people. I, I wanted him to speak on it because I thought he was going to glide by the situation. That's why I let him know, like, don't glide by the situation. But he did it very well. He explained how business works. He explained that I am cool with this person. I don't know what you want me to do and sit there and say to this person. And I believe that this man is old what well, he's old because I still believe in artists getting paid and getting what they deserve so it's just like he said everything he had to say and i just wanted to clear that up and i just made a little funny joke about an internship and i'm not gonna argue with this nigga so it was just a joke about exactly what he was saying obviously i want an internship and i send my resume my resume but it's like i'm not gonna sit here and disrespect people that i want to work with that doesn't make sense 
And also, his business deal with Diddy doesn't have anything to do with Mace's business deal. Yeah. So just because Diddy snaked Mace over here doesn't mean he didn't do a, a good business deal over here. Again, don't take these things personal. If you take these things personal, you're going to find yourself in a bad position. Like, just because one person does a business deal over there does not mean that they're going to have the same business deal for you. As a matter of fact, you if if you know that somebody is doing bad business over here and, and then you want to do business with that person, that should help you, inform you to make a better business deal. Like, I already know what you got going on over here. That's not me. So if you want to work with me, we got to have a different business relationship. And I guarantee you Diddy would be like, I agree. And I think that and that's I, why... you probably respect that. And I think that's probably why him and French Montana still work together. Out of all the artists I haven't seen go well, French Montana, even though I see his little, like, dwindling, he's not as successful. But there was a point in time that... I'm like, this guy is still here. Like, Diddy didn't rob him yet. And I, I know that he has different labels and different teams. And he's making sure that he gets his money. Like, I, I'm assuming he saw what was happening in other people's situations and made sure that the deal that was going to work best for him. So, shout out to French because he, he saw it. And instead of saying, hey, I'm not going to work with you, I'm going to make this work for me. And that's what a lot of people have to think about. I also would like to talk about something I wanted to talk about in the beginning. Oh, fuck. So I'm taking this class in school. It's three credits. And it's about networking and building your resume. They literally just help you with your career path. And I thought three credits for helping me with my life. Uh, Sounds great. And I would like to try at least, like, even if it's, like, five minutes every week to whatever I learned in that class um this class is like I think the most important class I'm gonna take uh my this school year um this for my four years um yeah I want to come in and try to educate on what this class is teaching me um it just seems really important it's called uh Braven it's like an organization and they work with different schools and companies and basically it's a supposed to like not only just prepare you for jobs and getting interviews but also like um better networking which a lot of people as myself I'm not really great at and it helps like you know wake you up on that so I get to take the course and pay for it and I think I should bring some of that knowledge here to help um I'll try to bring like my notes and read whatever I learned that day in class um, it's not one of those classes where you just sit down and write stuff. It's one of those classes where you, like, we have to work with a company and pitch ideas for problems. And, like, it's a really, int- like, I'm very excited about the class. So I just wanted to bring that to the attention of the listeners that at least I'll try give as much information as I can as possible on the podcast. So we can all become better um, at our skills, better networkers, because network is literally most of the times how you get jobs. So, yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, it, it, like, the class I took it, they even had, like, guest speakers, like, people that were, like, successful in different, like, um, financial fields and stuff. I just thought it was, like, the most... Like, I took it because it says it helps you, and then I saw how they actually help you and to actually get three credits for it because it seems like a class that they would make you take for one credit 
and to find out they're going to give us like three credits for showing up for something that is conducive to your career goals is like was amazing so I just wanted to bring that up I was going to bring it up in the beginning that I'm taking this class and I'm gonna like you know whatever notes I get I know I have some and maybe next week I could share those um and the important skills of like that you need to get get out there and follow your dream job and career because you know um yeah it it was just like very I was really excited to be uh taking that class so um this week of school was really hard working school but I made it through so um yeah I just want to try to bring that information because I think it's really important especially for us that are listeners that want to grow and be better and grow at our career um, path. So I will start trying at least every week, every other week to bring you guys information on uh, what I what I learned in class and you guys could learn with me. Um, yeah. Be smart, guys, about your business. So I want to talk about filing taxes. I know it sounds really, really fucking dumb, but when I told people I filed my own taxes, they said, can you do it for me? I said, no, you dumbass. I'm literally paying like 30 bucks when I used to pay three, four hundred dollars for uh, to get my taxes done. And it's like, do your own taxes. When you start hitting like big banks, like you're hitting above a certain bracket. Yes, you get a professional when you have, you know, things to lose. And even then, you could probably do it yourself or take a class if it's that advanced. But I've been doing my own taxes myself for, I would say, three or four years. Um, I would say about three years. Um, I showed my mom. She used to do taxes um, as a side hustle. And she was always telling me I could do it myself. I could do it myself. And I was just like, no, but like, what if I mess up? And then the IRS comes for me. And she was like, yeah, you could literally like, you're literally just putting in number. They're just doing what she already just did. And they're charging you three, $400. And then I show her my taxes and they were charging me three and change for doing my taxes. And now I do mines for like 30 bucks online H&R block. So I just would like people to try do that. I know it's tax season and you want to get your money And I know some people, if you are into uh, adding fake children you don't got or doing some weird ass shit to get more money, I cannot help you with that. Then go to your local scammer tax person and do it that way. So they're held responsible. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't take that initiative of doing it myself. Um, But that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's all I got I just really want to advocate for people to do their own taxes you could literally I use H&R Block and it costs me like 24 to 30 dollars depending if you want to make sure that your shit is super secure there's other packages you got on but it's not going to cost you as much as you're paying so that's all I got <laughs> um I suck at uh, taking any like initiative and do any of that shit so uh, i i usually always send it out uh, even though i'm pretty sure i can figure it out like it's I'm not telling that hard. you it's like, it's too easy like literally it's it, it um i get a i scan my i scan mines at work and then i upload it and it does most of the information by yourself and whatever it doesn't put in it just tells you it just tells you hey what's in this number box 
put this information here, this number. And then it does ask you, like, children, do you pay for childcare? Do you go to school? It's, like, very simple information. It's, like, very just straightforward information that's on that w-2 form and then it's like if you have any other deductibles and you can prove or whatever receipt and most of the time it's like i usually only had child care this year i didn't have child care because my son is in the after school so i don't pay for that and yeah i just literally put the information and it would tell me like you get financial aid uh you're in school you don't pay for anything you don't qualify that's it okay then I literally just follow it's like steps and it's just like it's so easy and it's like a lot of times like you're my mother calculated how much I was paying this Dominican guy to do my taxes for like the last I would say five to six years of my son's life because I remember I started going to him when my son was like maybe one or two and I was paying that dude way too much to be doing my taxes, like three, four hundred dollars that adds up. And it's like, that's a whole state check right there. Why am I giving this guy this money? And so, yeah, that's just like my thing. Um, I think if you you can literally try and go do it yourself and just see how it is. If you don't like it or you don't trust it, then don't do it. But you can literally just sign up, put all your information in and not file with them. Because I used to like uh, not file and then wait till I spoke to my mom so she could check it for me before I did it. But this year I was like, I got this. Like, it's nothing. I, I could do this. And yeah, it was just like super easy so i just wanted to let people know that try to do it by yourself um, me and my best friend my best friends we had a whole conversation about doing our own taxes and it was pretty funny so yeah just um i would say give it a try it's it doesn't hurt they don't charge you till you want to file so if you want to just see if you can do it it ain't bad if you're trying to scam the system um yeah that's not for you i would definitely not do it if you're trying to scam the system but yeah it's it's just like really easy for me because i i i guess i just been i've been my mother's a real big advocate to just do these things yourself because it's unnecessary to pay someone in some situations it is unnecessary and sometimes it's sometimes even good to just educate yourself on things so cut the middleman out having to pay someone extra so that's one of those things um so um uh the next topic was the coronavirus um i hope i'm saying it right because everybody makes it sound like the the beer so i've been saying coronavirus you guys are fucking stupid um this is just like the ebola virus and um people have been saying that their lysol uh, disinfected says coronavirus and I just want to let you guys know how dumb you guys are so <laughs> coronavirus is like the flu it's a virus um just like your fucking roach spray if you use roach spray just like most sprays it's like the flu shot the flu shot is a weaker version of the flu to help you fight the flu when you get it and that's exactly what Lysol spray is. It's it's a weaker version trying to disinfect something so it could be sanitized. So it's like killing something with the same thing that it is. So coronavirus exists. We already uh, it's basically the flu virus. And this is just a stronger version of that. So that's why they're naming it by the actual name. 
because they don't want you to be confused with the flu and the cold and whatever else can get you sick. And you guys are fucking idiots. Like, I see people reading Lysol bottles now. Say, look, this coronavirus is in the bottle. You're not going to die by using Lysol, guys. Um, If you use roach spray, like, it's basically a chemical that kills roaches. And if the roach survives, just like bacteria and viruses, they make it stronger so they can continue to kill roaches. They don't use the same... um, the same strength they have to keep making it stronger eventually they're not going to be able to make it stronger that's why um my teacher was explaining to me last semester like every time a bacteria becomes immune to uh the antibiotic they have to make a stronger antibiotic and that's why they keep getting stronger and that's why all our hormones in our animals when you put in this antibiotic is just making the bite the the bacteria stronger because you're killing them but some survive and become immune there's a lot of science for you guys, but you guys are idiots. I don't know. I just see people reading Lysol stuff now. <laughs> yeah, even more so, even more so when you look at the numbers, the flu this year has killed 10,000 people. Yeah. The flu. Yeah. So they're making like this fucking outbreak of the coronavirus. Like, it, like you know, okay, a couple people have died. That's unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? And it's sad. But the flu has literally killed 10,000 people. And you know what? I, uh, like, like this season of the flu. Yeah, and and one thing that is disgusting me, and I realize that we are people. Like I get it. I tell people all the time. I love stereotypes. I love like, I like those things because that's what I grew up on. I grew up on the Dave Chappelle's, the Chris Rock's, like the stereotypes. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Like they're just funny. It's not real. So to see people anytime they're around an Asian people uh, person, I literally see a video of a, I believe it was an Asian woman with luggage on a, like a train, one of them, like New Jersey transit type trains. I don't know where she was at exactly. And then everybody around her covering, like you guys are so like, yeah, so fucking extra. If you're going to get it, you're going to go fucking get it. Like they think like, Hey, if I'm going to, especially since, especially since it didn't originate in China, we brought it over there. I'm like if you read the if you read <laughs> how it started, I didn't. You know, I just some literally just laughed. Went over there and, and brought some version of the cold over there, and it obviously things mutate. So it's like it's white people have been giving other races diseases for the end of time. Like Chinese people eat all type of weird, the weirdest shit, the weirdest shit. And they they drink all type of fucking elixirs and potions and all type of shit, and they don't get sick. And- With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Then 
some white people go over there and then they get them sick and then now it's the Chinese fault. Like, like you said, the coronavirus is just a cold. It's a version of the cold. There's mad different coronaviruses. They're, they're just versions of the cold. Somebody went over there with some snotty nose, didn't wash their hands, and then it mutated in some other shit. And that sounds like, like a white person. <laughs> that's what white people do, man. So y'all stereotyping like, oh, my God, it's the Chinese. No, it was one of them Christopher Columbus bitches that went over there and infected people. Yeah, I just w- just wanted to clarify that because I realized that just what upset me was seeing like anytime an Asian person was around, people were covering themselves and the whole airport. It was just like ridiculous. All the videos I seen, I was just like, you guys do the most. This is like Ebola, and y'all didn't care when the black guy died, and somehow like like several white people they, came back. They're, they're not they're not vaccinating their children, and ten thousand people have died this flu season. So, like, this is the epitome of, like, white privilege and, like, there's mad white women not vaccinating their kids and 10,000 people this flu season have died and nobody cares. Yeah. And I, yeah, you know, it's funny. What was it? Last week, my son, we went to the doctor and he got his flu shot. And that shit hurt. But I told him, like, you're not gonna die though so <laughs> it's gonna take this little bit of pain um yeah i just i just wanted to say something because i realized a lot of people especially little hood rats that might listen to my podcast are idiots and they don't like really read or understand things because i didn't i didn't really care once i heard like oh, it's a virus i was like whatever but it's like what bothers me is like the stereotypes and i'm like dude like this is like uh, and it's crazy because I had to learn about this last semester about the mutations and how the flu and why we take those flu shots. And I had to know the actual name of what this shit was. So it was just like, I already knew what to me it was just like, oh, they're using the scientific term. But did I, uh, did I think people were just going to sit there and just think this was a whole new virus that they just made? I didn't think that. And to find that out, I was like, oh, just because I learned it no, doesn't mean everybody else did. <laughs> No, it, it also doesn't make it any any more or less deadly. I mean, because people are still dying. So yeah, but it's like to don't, me, don't confuse it. No, no, no. To me, it's just like for me, it's like I under. I guess to me that interests me, and to me, it's like it's not a big deal, uh, because as my mom told me, if you die, you die. <laughs> um, but it's like, uh, yeah, that's what it is for me. It's just like if you get sick and you die, you die. Like, what the fuck are you gonna do? Um, you covering yourself and then touching a doorknob that someone else that has it is like you're not you, you just think because it's like people just like to stereotype like now right now it's the Asian people oh my god and it's like shut the fuck like there's other people that travel there's already people here that have it so that doesn't even matter anymore like let's just be sanitary let's um we gotta wear gloves now or whatever it is but it's like for me, I, I just look at shit like that every time I hear about Ebola, whatever it was. To me, it was just like, it is what it is at this point. Because if we're going to die, we're going to die. If they made a stronger version of the flu to kill us, what are you going to do? The funny thing is I used to tell my it's teacher. Like the, the, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was saying, like, the measles is coming back. <laughs> like, y'all got y'all to gotta miss me with all of this. Like, the measles is coming back. Because you have these dirty people 
thinking that they don't need any shots or any type of like the measles is coming back. I I even like like come on. Y'all gotta y'all gotta get it together. Yeah, there was a girl on Love and Hip Hop. Y'all gotta get together. There was a girl on Love and Hip Hop, I think it's Erica Dixon. She was um Scrappy's baby mother. I just wanna give some context of who this person is for people that don't know. Um um, the reason I was I'm um, talking about her is because supposedly she had twin babies and she didn't want to vaccinate them and she's been saying that they're healthy and I'm like just because they're healthy and they're at home and they haven't walked outside to be endangered by other infected people who are not vaccinated who are sick doesn't mean your kid is is safe and if she was just trying to make it seem like oh since my baby's um, nine months I've had them that they're fine and it's just like okay they're fine for now because they can catch like you said the measles like just because you have them trapped in the house away from people and away from like they're gonna have to go outside one day and that doesn't mean that they're gonna um always be okay just because you chose not to vaccinate them or that they're not gonna infect another kid because you chose not to vaccinate them i don't understand that i know that the um the process of vaccinations is weird. You're infecting someone with a smaller or weaker version of a virus or a bacteria. Yeah, that sounds nuts, but it's science. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, it works. Like, my kid, he was sick a few, uh, I would say, like, maybe before his birthday around that time. And I, he got his flu shot, and he's fine. And it's like... If other kids or other people in school choose not to vaccinate their kid, I know my kid is going to be okay because he got the flu shot. I can't say that for other people's children that choose not to do that. And it's like you're harming your kid, but you're also harming other people's kids that also may not have gotten it yet. Like my son had his doctor's appointment. Um, He's supposed to have it in December. He had it in January because they didn't have anything available. And it's like, what if my kid would have gotten sick because you decided not to vaccinate your kid? Like, I, I think it's just like, it's ridiculous. I understand how people feel about it. But like there was a measles outbreak in Brooklyn and that shit sounds nuts. Something that you think is eradicated and dead and no one has anymore. Because if there's a vaccine, no one should have it anymore. <laughs> like, that's just how I look at it. But because people choose not to, it's not the case. Yeah, um, I don't got nothing else on that. <laughs> um, do you have anything else to say? Uh, No. Besides vaccinate your kids, man, yeah, stop falling for every goddamn thing that for every outbreak that you hear on TV. It's like, yeah. other than that, no. So the last topic I wanted to talk about because we haven't had any work related topics was the work wife work husband. Um, we had that relationship, and. I think it's an important relationship to have, I guess, because sometimes you it's not like a sexual like I had to explain it to people because I was getting DMs like what the fuck you're cheating. on? I was like, no, it's a non-sexual friend of the opposite sex that you work with and maybe really close with. So um, I asked people like, do they have did they have those relationships with people? And some people replied and some people actually gave how it affected 
their relationship. So, um, a guy said my work wife for some reason when I'm, uh, I said my work wife for some reason when I'm at work, she's there the hours be flying by, but when she was off work, uh, it felt like it took forever, like World War Three type of place. And it's, you know, it sucked. And I said, I could definitely understand that. Cause I felt like when you weren't at work or I didn't have that friend or someone to like, just get through the day with the day would go by slower. Um, yeah. If you want to speak to that, um, uh, husband wife work relationship or that, whatever that is. <laughs> I mean, like, like what, like, what exactly, like? Well, does it affect your relationship? Does it, like, in some cases? I mean, your real. Yeah, because so basically, I was asking, like, did you have, did you have that relationship with somebody, and if you did, did it affect your real relationship, or did it affect um, how people treated you at work? Like, just anything of its effects. Um, because I also had another person that stated to me, um, they basically said, I got so, I hate people. Um, he said that this ended his relationship. Um, I, I feel like, like most, like any relationship with the opposite sex, they're, they kind of all, they are kind of all fall down the same path. Um, it really doesn't matter what the the setting is. Um, as I've been, you know, researching more and more about like, you know, like polyamory and, and people that are, you know, have multiples and triads and all that type of shit. Like, what a common thread I feel like is that if you're in a insecure relationship, it really doesn't matter the setting that you you operate within the opposite sex because your significant other is going to have a problem with that through obvious insecurities like and it doesn't matter what's what is or what isn't going on in this setting um the, the opposite sex makes your partner jealous or nervous like those are insecurities that have to be addressed um you know i've never had this issue because again, I'm, you know, I come from a position of, of security. Um, so I've always been able to do stuff like that. Like I've always been able to have female friends and have work wives and it not be an issue because my relationship is not based on these insecurities. But I can see, how it become how it could become an issue because you know men get jealous and at our job at our job people have been ran up on people that got snuffed out you know what i'm saying outside because of they they uh they they work husband or wife vice versa uh mad people have been pressed off this thing but it, it's really it's really you know it's really an issue in your relationship. If you, if your husband or wife can't go to work and have a, a any type of relationship with the opposite sex, then then that's probably a problem, and it's probably something that uh, you probably have to discuss and work out. Yeah, this person said you created a bond with another person, and you, and you stupid. So, and you, 
I don't know what this person is trying to say, person, and you spend so much time together. That, without really knowing, you're creating a relationship and chemistry. And I, I have to agree with you because I I could understand it. I guess I've never been through that situation. Um, at the time when uh, you were my work husband, uh, my uh, boyfriend at the time, he didn't have an issue with it. And he never, even if he did, he never said anything, I, I wouldn't think. And I never, like, to me, he had a female best friend. And it's just like, uh, I I might have maybe questioned it, but I never brought it to his attention until I think maybe one time I actually met her and she made me feel some type of way. And I was like, huh, why is she, like, why is she giving me the cold shoulder? Like, I did something to her. And to me, it was just like, I don't think you may be like her. I thought maybe she, like, so it didn't really bother me like that. I just questioned it. But um, I, I never had that situation. Um, I think you were my, my um, first work husband. At least I never called anybody my work husband. Um, and before that, like, I had, I was more close with, I, I would say, male uh, co-workers, um, and I would say that I had a, maybe a work husband that didn't call my work husband, but my baby father hated that nigga. <laughs> my baby father, when I wasn't even with him and he hated this person. So it, it's, um, I definitely think you have to be securing your relationship. And it's also being like understanding like this, the, it's just like. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think it's just a joke term because you're the opposite sex and you're bonding. And the reason I decided to ask this question is because a girl went viral with this white boy dancing and I love the video. I'm more, like, obsessed with the video. And, you know, she was uh, talking about how, like, this is her, her work husband. It's like, if you know the video I'm talking about, she's uh, singing Get the Gat and, uh, like, twerking or whatever on her white co-worker. Um, who obviously, like, wants to look, but is trying really hard not to being a respectful work husband. Um, and I don't think she has a boyfriend or anything, but... It's just, like, those are relationships you build with people because they're there. And just because they're the opposite sex, it's that's the joke. But it's just a really close friend. So I guess, you know, people should just... Like, I know it's hard and insecurities, and sometimes those relationships do turn sexual. I cannot sit there and just deny, like, everything's going to be peaches and cream. But I, I just feel like you sometimes need that friend at work and sometimes it is that person of the opposite sex so Kanye stroke and, and, and or, or sometimes you need that dick at work or vice versa like the 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 idea that you know the guy saying like oh this might cause a bond in a relationship that's the point like we got to we got to get out of this like this childhood mentality, this high school mentality, where every relationship outside of your own is bad. Yes, you build bonds with people. Yes, you build relationships with people. Sometimes they even cross 
the lines of those relationships. But they're relationships that you need to get through your day. There's so much shit going. We just talked about people dying and people getting robbed and coronaviruses, Budweiser viruses, all of this type of shit that's going on, the economy and all this shit. You need relationships. If you think that you're going to get through life with just you and your spouse, you're mistaken. By the time that you get to that point, you're going to... You're going to hate each other. Every relationship that I've seen, and the ones at work especially, where like a, a couple like works together, and they also go home together, and there's they have no friends outside of them two, they f- can't stand each other. They cannot stand each other. I, I at least know people are supposed to be. No, go ahead. What? No, I was about to say I at least know one situation where. Uh, that female really hated that guy with a passion. <laughs> a lot. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I just had to throw yeah, a little like, smart ass Humans need Humans need multiple relationships, bonds, like those things. It's needed. Like you're not supposed to be an isolated individual and it just be two people. That's a high school... That's a high school, like, it's only, it's me and you against the world. That's bullshit. Like, you need friends. You need friends of the opposite sex. You need to be able to, you need to be able to be in these rooms. You need to be able to be in these situations because a lot of times what happens is that you get somebody that's really jealous and they're like, oh, I don't, uh, my, my man doesn't need no female friends. He has me. And then he gets around somebody like like you, like Kiera, and he loses his damn mind because she's such a she's such a, uh, a chicken you know, head. an involving person, <laughs> uh, such a like bubbly person. Like so, you don't want to you you want to have a healthy you got to have healthy relationships. Yes, I make, good, I make a good I make a good work wife. I got titties, so I hug you in the morning and try to rub them on you. Any chance I get, um, keep you nice and warm. Um, I'm just giving out my resume for internships. Like, why you want me to work for you? Because I make a good work life. <laughs> now, I wouldn't suggest uh, rubbing your big-ass titties on your work husband, especially if you have what, what she has. But it, but, the, but, the, but it, it's it's important to understand, like, the the idea that you're just supposed to be, like, this one person and then you only have another one person um it usually doesn't end well you know what i'm saying it usually doesn't end well and i know because i'm a guy and i speak to all of the guys and i just find it funny how when it's like a a woman that's like super super overly jealous and then I, i i go to work and i see him and he's interacting with all of these, you know, women and, and going crazy and all that other shit. And it's like you're kind of pushing him in that direction because at home he's not able to have a normal relationship with the opposite sex. Like, and and also probably that, feels like that he has, needs to happen. And he probably also would have to feel like he needs to lie to you about something that is just a friendship. Like sometimes women are so, as people say now, is toxic. Because niggas lie to you sometimes when they don't have to, but they feel that you cannot sit there and 
really believe or comprehend that it's just a friendship that they have to lie to you like that shouldn't have to happen either because um i i was cool with a a a guy and um his girlfriend didn't like me so he had to undermine our friendship until eventually we just weren't friends anymore because of that female and it's like if you have to do that lie about who you hang out with lie about these things because of that situation that doesn't make no no sense at all so it's just like you're gonna be miserable and that relationship's definitely gonna end in turmoil and you're gonna have a bad situation at work if you're dating that person that's at work as well um or that person's going to come and get you fired because they're going to come act up at your job. Like, there's so many situations. So, it's like, if you're not in that, like you said, secure relationship, just know what's, what you're going to be in for. Misery. <laughs> and, also, and also, like, yeah, to, to go, you know, to finish that point, uh, you know, dudes, like, we got to stop lying, man. Stop lying to these chicks. Now, that's why when any time I you know date somebody, I tell them up front, I have multiple female friends. I've even uh, slept with some of those friends, but I I let you know up front, like I'm not going to stop having friends because we're in a relationship. So you have to be cool with that, and I feel like, and I feel like guys don't do that. I feel like. Women will respect that if you come from it at the beginning, though. At the beginning, you can't pop up with with eight female friends in the in, in, in the three year relationship and be like, "Hey, this is Barbara, Jen, and uh, and I don't know, Kalise." That's gonna get you fucked up, mm-hmm. okay? But at the beginning, if you say this is the situation, like I have some female friends, you know, what I'm saying I talked to one or two of them. It didn't work out. We became friends after that. I feel like all of that stuff is reasonable and that that could be respected. But most of the time, niggas are just out here lying, slinging dick to all different type of chicks. And every, every bitch is your cousin, your sister, or your friend, or some variation of that. Knowing damn well you didn't fuck these broads. Stop lying to these chicks, man. Yeah. Stop lying to these chicks. You're so right, because when I first started going out with my ex, and we weren't officially together... He was in the Bronx and he wanted, you know, weed and he, you know, he's from Brooklyn. And I was just like, he's not going to go all the way to Brooklyn to come back. So it was just like, I know I got a friend. I fucked him. We go. And then the guy was treating me different. I ain't like that. And I was like, what is going on? So he got mad at me and I was like, well, he's my friend. So I don't want him to treat me different just because I'm with you. You're not my man. And even if you were my man, that's still my friend. So obviously I'm going to speak to my friend and let him know like, hey, don't treat me different just because I have a man. Like no one cares that we fucked. We're cool. And the guy was like, oh, all right, cool. I just, you know, didn't know your situation and I don't want to be rude. And it's just like, no, we're friends. I don't expect you to sit there and fucking tug me down. Because you don't do that in general. But it's like, we fucked before. Um, so who cares? Like, to me, to me, that's how I roll with things. Because to me, I'm not going to sit here. Like, that's not my best friend either. But it's like, that's the nigga I hit up for weed. And if you want weed, you're going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, what the fuck else? It's just like, you want this weed, you want this weed or, or what? And it's just like, that's what it is for me personally. Because to me, sitting there lying and sitting there and you're obviously gonna know like what is she doing with this guy 
how does she know this guy? I went to school with him, but it's like, how does she know this guy? I fucked him, and we're still cool, and I'm cool with, I could say, mad niggas I fucked. Because I'm just that type of person. There's no ill will. There's no issue. I could say I have more issues with niggas I was in relationship with. And that's only two niggas. So it's just like I have more issues with those types because there's emotional, there's other things involved. But with niggas I fucked, we fucked. And um, my son is getting his hair cut by a nigga I fucked. Um, What? We're friends. Like, what the fuck is the problem? Like, I just don't see an issue with that because... To me, it's like there's no, there's just no malice there. There's no issue. I'm upfront and I'm honest. So that's all I could give you. If I don't want to fuck you no more, I don't want to fuck that, you. That's respect. And I was honest yeah, with. I think that's. I was honest. Yeah, because I've seen, I've been in rooms with niggas. They bitches lie to them and they sit in there shaking niggas' hands and yada. And I'm like, and I'm just looking at the nigga like he got five heads. And then I'm looking at the other nigga because you know you fucked his bitch. Five heads. I'm looking at everybody crazy. And it's like, I never want to walk in a room and make the person I'm fucking with, if I'm dealing with you, if whatever it is, I never want to make you feel like someone got the one up on you. And to me, that that's just res- I have a respect for people in that way. Um, and I have that respect for, for my, my ex in that way. Like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, like he knew I used to go get my haircut with who my son got his haircut with. And I ne- he's never had an issue with it. And I think it's because I was honest about it. It's like, my son's getting his haircut here. Actually, my son will get his haircut anywhere. But if I want him to have a nice haircut, he going here. That's my mom's wedding. He's going there. Whatever day it is, he's going to go to this place. And, um... I just felt like, to be honest, because I know what it feels like to have a bitch smile in your face, a bitch smile in my face, and then act like she all cool with me, and she pregnant when I'm pregnant. I had to find that out years later, and then that she had an abortion. She didn't keep the baby, and I was just like, oh, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. I never want no one that I'm with fucking or in relationship with to feel that way. But then niggas tell me I'm a right. dog. Have, have, have you seen, uh, you've seen Soul Food, right? No. Well, I, there's like 20 black uh, movies I haven't seen, so I'm not really black yet, I was told. <laughs> you're definitely not black. You ain't seen Soul Food. But, yeah, you messed up the whole joke now. Fuck it. <laughs> 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 my bad so yeah um but that's all i got um yeah honesty honesty is the best policy you know what i'm saying and you know what i'm saying like you gotta have respect for your significant other space and their relationships outside of your own um you don't have to but you want a successful relationship in my opinion you should that's all i gotta say yep well that's it that's all i got Alright, well As always It is spread positivity And that means By positivity I mean Spreading your uh, Your work wife's uh, cheeks <laughs> in, a, in, a, <laughs> in the break room In a, in a 9 to 5 basis <laughs> Fuck Monday's podcast We are Bye